So I looked at a house and I'm thinking of making an offer. However, I have some questions. Is there a mandatory property owners association? Is there a fee for that association? Is the house on sewer or septic system? Is there an internet provider to this house? Cable TV, fire protection, garbage pickup. Has the roof ever been replaced? Has there ever been termites? What about water intrusion, mold, foundation issues? Has the seller ever made an insurance claim on this property? Has there ever been a death in this house? And if so, does the seller have to disclose this fact? How do I find out these answers to these important questions? That's what we're gonna talk about today. My name is Eric Hutchinson. I'm the principal broker and owner of Hutchinson Realty. Welcome to episode eight of Real Estate Talk for Northwest Arkansas. I have my usual real estate colleagues with me today. Hey friends, why don't we go around and introduce ourselves? Hey everyone, my name is Cole Eady. I'm a realtor here with Hutchinson Realty. I've been a realtor for almost a year now, and me and my wife have lived in Northwest Arkansas for a little over five years now. Hey, Cole. Hi, my name is Sandy Wellesley, and I'm an executive broker here at Hutchinson Realty. I've lived in Northwest Arkansas for 23 years. Hey, Sandy. So glad you guys joined me today. So we've got some great topics to talk about, but before we do that, our weatherman Cole over here is going to tell us about the current state of our inventory. So give us some inventory statistics. Thank you so much, Eric. Uh, so we will start uh, with Fayetteville. Uh, Fayetteville right now has an 197 homes for sale, 85 are new, and 112 are resale. Uh, Springdale has 123 homes for sale, 27 are new, and 96 are resale. Uh, the median list price is 465000 and the uh, price per square foot is $193. Uh, for Rogers, currently there is 122 homes for sale, 31 are new, 91 are resale. The median list price is 535000 and the price per square foot is $217. Bentonville currently has 179 homes for sale, 79 are new, and 100 are resale. The median list price is 501000 and the price per square foot is 209 And then Bella Vista, there is 175 homes for sale, 104 are new, and 71 are resale. The median list price is 404000 and the price per square foot is $201. And with all five towns in Northwest Arkansas, there are currently 796 homes for sale, 326 are new, and 470 are resale. The median list price is 465000 and the price per square foot is $207. Thanks, Cole. Thank you. So uh, our inventory is still going down, even just in a week. I mean, I expected we'd have some, the weather's been really nice, and I kept expecting us to have some more uh, houses come on the market. But last week, we had 1,406. We got now 1,370 in Bitten in Washington counties. And then last week we had 817. And now we've only got 796 in our five largest towns. And so our inventories keep going down. So Sandy, why don't you give us some uh, interest rates news here today? Okay. These are the rates as of today. And they are from one of our local banks here in the area. Uh, conventional 30-year fixed, 6.5%. Conventional 15-year fixed is available at six and a quarter percent. 
FHA 30-year fixed is available at 6.375%, and a VA 30-year fixed is available at 6.5%. So the government loans 65 but uh, the conventional up there is 7% now. And uh, as we talked about before the podcast started, and of course, depending on when you listen to this, no telling what's happened since you've, you know, since, uh, uh, since we've talked, but uh, a bank uh, went under, uh, you know, yesterday. And so that's number three or number four this year that has gone under. Right. And yes. so that is, I mean, it's discouraging. It's also a little bit worrisome. And so uh, our uh, stock market and things have con- gone down just in 24 hours after that's happened. And so anyway, it's always a little bit scary, a little bit uh, wondering how, what's going to happen. And that always comes into play in real estate. So right. anyway, be interesting to see what happens in the future. So um, anyway, let's get into our topics today. We got some really interesting topics. I brought up some questions and you guys know whenever you show houses, these questions come up uh, quite often. So uh, let's, uh, let me go to you, Sandy, and just ask you. So uh, when you're showing property and your buyer starts asking you some of these questions, uh, where, is, where, do you say, where do you tell them that they should go, should look? How do you, how do you get this information? I always tell them that we need to get the seller's property disclosure. That is the the. Property disclosure is filled out by the seller, and basically that is a statement of the state of the home, the um, anything that's happened with the house, anything informational that you need to know is on that disclosure form. So, Yeah, I think it's uh, something that a lot of people, I mean, I've had offers come in as, as a listing agent. I'll see an offer come in. And they hadn't seen the disclosure, and I've posted the disclosure uh, on the multiple listing service from the seller, and you know it's whatever it is, fourteen, fifteen pages long, and um, they haven't looked at it yet. And I'm like, really? It's like you didn't want to know some of the the facts about the the property. I mean, that's kind of important. Did you look at a disclosure whenever you bought? Now your house was brand new, and so there probably wasn't a lot to disclose. But yes, sir. They uh, they sent me and my wife a disclosure, but wasn't too much on just basically saying that you know the property was in good condition from what they knew of and all that. But we still had a home inspector look at it just to make sure and everything was in order and. and it was good. Does your um, subdivision have a property owner association that you pay every year? Yes, sir. Did you know about it before you bought the house? Yes, sir. And I asked questions about it because I never heard of that before because back home we didn't have that. But um, I actually enjoyed it. I mean, I know uh, it may not be fun to pay it, but I think it helps the, the value of our neighborhood. I think it's a good thing, long term especially. Right. I think it's good to ask questions. I think uh, being curious about the property that you're going to spend three or four hundred thousand dollars on is always important for us to to ask questions about. And so that seller's disclosure. Now, Sandy, is it required by law? So this, I mean, is there a seller's disclosure on every property? There's not. Um, it's not required by law. It's not required by law. I think it's always good if a seller has been living in the home and has the opportunity to actually fill one out to go ahead and do it. You may as well. Um, But there are instances where maybe it's not the best idea for the seller to fill one out. So Yeah, when would that be? Give me an example. I, I think a really good example is if you perhaps have inherited the property, maybe your parents lived there, and you inherited it, and now they're asking you questions about the property. You know, you're filling out this whole form. I, I think if you have a 
a, an air that fills it out and they do their best and they actually put unknown perhaps when it, it right. really is unknown, then I think that's great. If you truly have no information about the property whatsoever, maybe it's best to not do that. Yeah, so. I, I think that if they really don't know, and I think we talked about this earlier as well before we went live, but if it's a bank-owned property, the bank doesn't fill out a seller's disclosure. And if, if it's been a foreclosure, they haven't lived in the home. They don't know the history of the home. They're just like, uh, we don't know the home. You buy a HUD house, no disclosure. And it's not a law. You don't have to. So if the the buyer, I'm sorry, if the seller is a heir or a bank or for whatever reason they don't know, and it could be a vacation home. And maybe they only spent one season in this house and they know absolutely nothing else. You know, again, there could be reasons why they would not want to fill it out. Now, we mentioned this earlier, Cole, what would be a reason a buyer would not want to ask for a seller's disclosure? Do you remember? Uh, basically, the buyer would, um, uh, if they didn't want to ask for a seller's property disclosure, uh, they would, uh, uh, I guess they would want to, uh, they would want to purchase that the property as is. Basically, they'd want to get a home inspection. Who who would want to buy a property as is? Uh, an investor. Yeah, an yeah. Because they don't want the investor wouldn't want to know because they're trying to you know make a quick buck out of it. So, so you you see these shows and we talked about it last time. You know these shows where they come in and they just literally gut the house and they flip it or whatever they're going to do to it. They don't want to know anything about it because if they know. They need to disclose that. So let's talk about the, so we're realtors and um, the people that are listening may not be realtors. And so let's let them know what realtors are required to disclose because we are required to disclose things. And so Sandy, I'm going to go to you because you are an ex uh, teacher uh, for real estate. So what is a realtor required? In fact, I've even written down for you the law and some of the things there. Uh, why don't you uh, either read uh, a portion of that or just uh, let the audience know what does what's a realtor's responsibility to disclose? Um, as a realtor, we're supposed to disclose any material fact that would affect the value of the property or whether that buyer might actually purchase the property. Um, you know, if you, if I know something, I have to say it out loud. So I had a friend one time who was listing a home and she said, you know, we filling out the disclosure, which first of all, as realtors, we do not, we do not fill out this form for you. That is for you to fill out personally. If you ask a question, I'm going to give you the honest answer. <laughs> Or tell you, I can't answer that for you. But she said, you know, I'm filling out. They asked if there had been any leaks. And, you know, we had a leak under our kitchen sink, but we fixed it. Do I need to put that on there? And I said, yeah, you do need to put that on there because here's the thing. If you don't put it on there, now I know. And I have to tell that there was a leak under the kitchen sink that I'm aware of. So Absolutely. Yeah. So also earlier we had talked about, so on the, very, on page two uh, of the seller, there's 14 pages on this current seller's disclosure. And on the very bottom of page two, it says, to your knowledge, in what school district is the property located? So if you've got kids, you probably care about that item. 
And there could be a school literally across the street from there. And that may be why you're buying this house. So, uh, Sandy, uh, you had a story that you said that a uh, buyer bought a house and then found out something that wasn't correct. Right. This is one of the situations that I was talking about earlier where the the um, heir to a property was trying to, he was really trying very hard to fill out the property disclosure and the neighbor drove up and he asked the neighbor, hey, what school district do your kids go to? And she, oh, I can't remember what school district it was, but whatever it was, he put that in. A buyer came in and bought the property, largely in part because it was in that school district, and then come to find out the home was not in that school district. Mm. The neighbor was a teacher for the district, and that's where her kids went to school. And the buyers moved in, discovered that they were indeed in the wrong school district, and immediately had to put the home back on the market because that's not something... The school district is not going to redraw their lines to make it better for you. That's so right. they had to sell the house. It was right. really, you know, and everyone was trying their, they were earnest. They were trying very hard to do what they needed to do. And yet here we are. So. Right. So two things. One, seller needs to make sure they've got accurate information and make sure that they're giving accurate information. And number two, if you're the buyer and you're buying this particular house, because, I mean, it's, a really big reason is the school district. You better, you probably should call the school district to make sure that that house, because if the school is at capacity and every school has a capacity, they can't go over so many students in that school. If those, if the, and I know that our schools, we're in a high growth area. There are schools that are at capacity and they will literally ship kids from one school district to the other because of the capacity of the um, the requirements of the of the school district, so you need to make sure that's a really big thing. But most definitely, you need to be looking at that seller's disclosure to see what school district that you're going into. There's so many things that, and I'm going to try to skip around a little bit, but there are so many things that that uh, can be and should be disclosed on on this. Uh, also, whether or not there's a septic system whether or not it's on sewer or a septic system. That's a big deal. Some people do not want to be on a septic system. Uh, they don't want a tank. They don't want a problem. They want sewer. And so you need to find out. We live. I live in Bella Vista, and uh, I know, uh, you know a lot of our agents live here, and that's a common thing in Bella Vista. There's not that much sewer. There are some on the east side, but most of the houses have a septic system. And if you're a buyer, you want to know, and you want to know what size septic system because that can impact if you've got three kids, whether or not it's a two-bedroom, a three-bedroom, or a four-bedroom septic system. So that's also on there, and whether or not the house has internet. Hmm, is internet very important in today's society, Cole? Yes, it is. <laughs> so one of the first things buyers say, hey, I work from home. I work for Walmart. I work for wherever, and I work out of my house. Well, you need internet for that. So is there an internet provider now? You know, Elon Musk has Starlink, which is available. If there is no internet, you can actually get satellite, but sometimes that's not even available. And so really important, but again, that's on the seller's disclosure, whether or not there's water, whether or not there's a well, whether it's natural gas, whether or not there's garbage pickup. Believe it or not, there are uh, very rural areas that don't have garbage pickup. That means the owner has to take their garbage to the 
landfill than dump it themselves. And that that's something that ought to be disclosed. So I want to go back real quickly, though, is that uh, talk about material facts. We, uh, Sandy, you covered it just a little bit. But let me just make this really simple. Anything that has to do with the house, if the realtor knows about it, they need to disclose it. And I'm going to read you um, this, this. I'm going to read this law. This is the law. This is Arkansas law. It says to disclose to the client material facts of the transaction that the licensee is aware of or should be aware of in the exercise of reasonable skill and care that are not confidential information. So I'm going to stop there for just a second. So as realtors, we have a, uh, obligation to disclose what we know and also an obligation to we should know some things like I live in Bella Vista I know that septic systems are a very common thing here and I should I should know that and if a buyer comes here from California or from a different state from a long ways away and they come here and they just expect everything's on sewer well I should disclose that because I know that and that's something that I should disclose in exercising reasonable skill. So that's really important. So the Arkansas Real Estate Commission that governs realtors say, this is their regulation 10.6, a licensee shall exert reasonable efforts to ascertain those facts which are material to the value or desirability of every property. So we've got an obligation to do a little bit of research. Now it does say in there, it kind of gives us a little bit of an out. It says the licensee will be informed about its condition and thus be able to avoid intentional or neglect misrepresentation, but it does say, however, we shall not uh, be obligated to discover latent defects in the property. In other words, we're not home inspectors, and so I don't, I, I don't, there's no way for me to know if there's something hiding behind the wall, and I really, I'm not a foundation expert. I may see a crack, but I don't know if it's, if it's a foundation, but you know, things that we do know and that we uh, that we should know, those are things that we have to disclose. So really interesting things. So I want to move it over a little bit. So Sandy, uh, turn over uh, to that page four and look at some of those questions on that first page. Is there anything that jumps out to you that if you were a buyer, you would absolutely want to know? Um. Absolutely. Number four, to your knowledge, has any person or entity ever refused to complete the purchase of the property because of an actual or alleged problem with the condition of the property? You know, for a seller, that's that's tough. I mean, really, let's say your home has gone under contract and there was a home inspection and something was found and you as a seller don't necessarily think that was a big deal. Yeah, a justifiable reason to terminate the contract and yet the seller, I mean the buyer did that. You have to put that on your you have to answer yes to that. And there's a place on the disclosure where if you answer yes to anything, you can go and explain it and that's your chance as the seller to say, here's what happened. But yes, you do have to disclose that. And if you're the seller and you've already filled out a seller disclosure and then you, and this, you know, this is talking about a transaction that has been canceled because of a home inspection. Mm -hmm. It's up to the seller to update the right. seller's disclosure. So they had put, nope, no one's ever done that. But nope. then they get a contract, <laughs> a home inspection happens. And then the, the, you know, the home inspector gets up in the attic and they find mm -hmm. that there's a leak that you didn't know about. You now have to disclose that. Even if you fix it. 
you still have to disclose that that was an item. That was the reason. And here's the here's the other point, Eric, is let's say you're the realtor that has that home listed and the contract fell out and the seller refuses to change the disclosure. Guess what? As realtors, we have to disclose that Absolutely. that fell out. So. Absolutely. And, I, and I've had that conversation with the seller before. I said, look, whether or not you put it on here, I have to disclose it. And mm-hmm. I end up putting it in the multiple listing service and other realtors are going to know about it. And it's up to them to tell their clients. So anyway, right. it, we have an obligation there. So Cole, was there anything that stood out to you on any of the pages there? Uh, that first one, there's several items. Uh, any any questions that stand out to you if you were a buyer that you'd want to know? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, number 10, uh, to your knowledge, have there been any room additions, structural modifications, or other altercations made to the property since the property was originally constructed. Uh, me as a buyer, I would definitely want to know like if there's been an extra bedroom or a game room or something added. Or like, for example, uh, if the house was a uh, six-bedroom house and had a septic system, but it was only able to, you know, uh, to function for a three-bedroom house, I'd want to know that to make sure there's nothing wrong with the property itself. Right. So I'm an educator and I taught a... Uh, last year I was teaching and and I used an a, a actual case that was uh, tried by the Arkansas Real Estate Commission on a realtor who they had a six bedroom house but it only had a three bedroom septic system and the buyer uh, came in and um, thought it was a six bedroom septic system and it was only a three bedroom and they turned around and tried to sell it. Uh, after they bought the property and found out that it was only a three-bedroom, well, guess what? The previous realtor and his broker had to pay for that, which was around twelve thousand dollars. And uh, so, and, you know, pretty big deal. And it could have all been avoided if he just would have disclosed disclosed that. So, so anyway, some really interesting things. Uh, but absolutely, room additions uh, needs to be disclosed by the seller, and that's a question a buyer should ask. Hey you know, was this room added on? A lot of times we get with that with sunrooms uh, or, you know, uh, decks that are, they're a deck, but they, the, the seller wanted to uh, make it part of the heated and cooled. So they just, they put in some glass and some screen and a roof over it. But, and there's another question that says, were those items constructed to code? Because what if the seller goes, hey, I'm a handyman, I can build a sunroom. And so they get out there with their hammer and nail and they put it in a sunroom. But if it wasn't up to code, again, has to be disclosed. So really interesting stuff. So uh, I'm going to go over item number 21. And then you guys look and see if there's any other items on there that you would want to to, uh, bring up. So item 21 says, to your knowledge, is there any facts, circumstances, or events uh, on or around the property, which if known to a potential buyer could adversely affect in a material manner the value or desirability of the property. That is what we call the catch-all phrase. In other words, if there's anything that could cause value to be decreased from this property, the seller has to disclose that. And the realtor has to disclose that. If we know that there is a um, you know, a noise. I think I mentioned earlier that there's a place in Bentonville that um, has a tornado warning siren and it's in the middle of a subdivision. And it, I mean, it's, you know, probably, gosh, I want to say it's got to be 50, 60 feet up in the air, but it's got a 
siren that is as big as this conference room table and it is super, super loud. Well, what if a buyer, you know, I mean, we don't have tornadoes that often. And what if the buyer just didn't notice it and moved into the property and they've got a little baby that's in there sleeping, you know, and all of a sudden their tornado warning goes off. Oh my gosh, it's going to shake the house. So again, that could adversely also in that same area, and I'm not going to mention it here on the podcast, but is also not too far from a sewer treatment plant. True story. And when the wind blows the right direction, guess what we smell in that subdivision? And I've also chicken houses uh, have been a part of that uh, where we, you know, went out one day and no smell. But the next day the wind was blowing and we smelled chicken houses. Or, gosh, I hope this you never have this uh event happen, but pig farms are even worse than chicken houses. And so, and we do have some pig farms in Northwest Arkansas. So anyway, just say, was there anything else Cole, that you saw uh, in there that might be of interest? Uh, well, I was going to mention uh, number 20, uh, to your knowledge, are there any neighborhood noise problems or other nuisance that would be uh, not normal for this type of property? The reason I bring that up is because in my neighborhood, uh, they're still building in my neighborhood. And, and uh, the question that goes around for people like me and other of my neighbors the potential buyers, they'd be like, Hey, you know, you live close to this high school, you know, is it a big noise problem? And we're like, no, the only time you ever hear noise is during a game, but there's, you know, buyers were concerned that, you know, if they live by a high school or a football stadium, it's going to be noisy 24 seven. That's just not the case. Right. Well, that's, that's good. How about you saying anything else there that you want to mention? Um, no, not really. I mean, I find the whole, I think the whole form is interesting. I like both. I like that it's kind of a biography of the house and that's a good way to describe everything it. that's happened. I like yeah. it. So number twenty nine is one that I wanted to to bring up. So many times um, the seller will say, "Gosh, I there was a hailstorm, and um, I, I need to find out whether or not." And so they have a roofer come out. Yeah, you got damage to your roof, and they file an insurance claim. So anytime there's an insurance file uh, claim filed, that also needs to be disclosed. And it says 29 says, have you ever filed or made an insurance claim, warranty claim, or other claim concerning the property? Seller is aware that insurance claims against the property may affect the availability, affordability of a buyer to obtain homeowner's insurance. So I had a, again, a deal because I've been around forever. I had a deal where the buyer the insurance company, they couldn't get insurance on this house because the previous owner had three claims in 12 months or something like that. And so uh, insurance companies share information with each other. And so one insurance company checks out, they put in the address and it says, oh, there were three claims. Mm, that must be a lemon. So we're not going to, we're not going to insure that property. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And by the way, on our contracts, there's an item number, and I can't remember the exact number, but there's an item number that says that the buyer has 10 business days, two weeks, to determine whether the house is insurable or not. Because And it doesn't happen very often, but if it does, that's a big deal, and it could actually kill the deal. So right. anyway. I also like that follow-up, number 30, that says, have you ever received a settlement of a claim and not made repairs or improvements to the property? Like, did you get the insurance money and not repair it? And that happens. That happens. Where seller goes, hey, I'm just, the seller, the uh, insurance company writes a check for $5,000 or $10,000 for a new roof, whatever. Seller goes, hmm, 
wow, I could spend this 10,000, you know, I don't see any water coming into my roof. So it looks like I could just go out and buy me a new car. So I'm going to go do that. And then they don't do it. And that's a question. Again, that prevents the new owner sometimes from getting a new roof. So anyway, really interesting and good stuff. It's so important. So we're going to talk about something, a couple things that are a little bit uncomfortable. So nobody likes to talk about this, but it's certainly um, possible and and has happened. And I've been, uh, I've been, had some transactions where this was a problem. So let's talk about death a little bit. Death is a part of life, uh, in case you didn't know. Uh, so uh, what if someone dies uh, in a house, um, does the realtor and does the seller have to disclose that? Uh, yeah, I would say yes, Sarah, especially if it's a, a really bad death, like, um, for example, like, um, suicide or anything to that nature, absolutely. You'd want to disclose that to a potential buyer, um, like a natural cause of death. Um, like if somebody just, you know, died in their sleep or something like that. Uh, maybe not, but if it was me, I would always still just disclose. Cause to, in my opinion, it's better to disclose and not to disclose. Yeah. I think that's a really good, I like what you said there. I think it's better to disclose than not to disclose. It's all, if you know something, go ahead and disclose it. But I will tell you, so the Arkansas Realtor Association, um, they have legal counsel. And so our realtors are governed by three entities. They're governed by the National Association of Realtors, the Arkansas Realtor Association, well, the Realtor Association in general, you got national, state, and then local. And then you've got the law, and the law always supersedes everything. And then you've got your broker. Sometimes I make rules that my agents have to follow that other agents don't. And so those are the three entities that we have. But um, it's really important that we follow the law. And so the legal counsel for the Arkansas Realtor Association says that if it is a violent death, if it's suicide, murder, something like that. There's no question you as a realtor need to disclose that. Now, if I'm going to disclose it, the seller should put it on the seller's disclosure. They they should disclose that because I'm going to have to disclose it. But if it's a natural cause, the person dies in their sleep from natural causes, we don't have to disclose it. But Cole, I would go with what you said is that I think I would disclose it too. And we talked about that there are some people that feel that there may be spirits in the house or there may be, you know, there may be a feeling about the house that they don't uh, like. Now, I'm going to tell this story because I think this is really interesting. So years ago, and I'm, I'm not advocating one way or the other here, but years ago, uh, my father had a listing and there was a realtor that showed the listing and uh, we had just listed it. My father had not put it in there that there had been a suicide in the garage And it was, um, I think, the brother of the owner or something. It wasn't even uh, the owners of the property. But anyway, someone had committed suicide in the garage. And there was a realtor showing the house. Now, the house had been completely remodeled, redone. I mean, there was no evidence there at all. And the the realtor called. I picked up the phone, and and, uh, she goes, Hey, Eric, um, my buyer wants to know if there was someone that was sick uh, in this property or there was something that happened. She's got a really bad feeling. Uh, and I was like, Oh, I could hear the old twilight, wow. you know, the whole music, you know, going on in my head. I was like, uh, well, as a matter of fact, 
there was a suicide in the garage. She was like, okay, we're out of here. And yeah. so, you know, but yeah. I was just like, wow, a buyer had a feeling yes. and that, you know, and so, you know, again, I, I, I don't, pretend to know everything. And so some people may have radar that I don't have, but you know, I just thought that that was interesting. So it's always better to disclose that it's better that you disclose it and that it's not found out later by someone else. Well, and that's the thing. If you don't tell it, then the neighbors are going to tell it. So they'll, they'll come over the next morning after the buyer moves in with a basket of muffins and welcome them. And then they will tell them everything bad that ever happened in that home. So yep. anyway, so interesting, interesting topic, interesting things. Well, we need to wrap up here, but last thing. So they added this last year. I think it was last year. So uh, at the very back, page 11, there's a disclosure acknowledgement. And it basically is a disclaimer. And we have another form that's a disclaimer. It's very similar to this, that it basically goes over information that buyers may not automatically think of. Now, nobody likes to think about sexual offenders and uh, potential danger for their children. But I will tell you that it's a fact. And if you go to this website that's on this page, it actually shows you where all the registered sex offenders are. And if you're a buyer and you've got kids and you say, you know what, I don't want to be a door or two doors down from a sex offender. And so you might want to check out that website. That's another great thing about the seller's disclosure form is that it goes over that website where you can go and check that for yourself. Also FEMA, which is a uh, organization that can tell you whether or not your house is in a flood zone or not. And guys, that's a real thing. There are subdivisions that are literally in a flood zone and it's really dangerous. I mean, it can be dangerous where the rains come in and flood gets into your, I, I, they're over in cave Springs, by the way. So there are actually a whole, there's a whole subdivision over there that when it rains hard, the river floods and comes right. I've got a friend that has a basement and he literally, the, his heating and air conditioning system is put it's about 15 feet up in the air attached to the house because the waters come up so high. It actually goes, the waters flow through his basement. He's got like a little garage door opens up and it flows right through. He's got a river through his basement and that's just part of the property. Well, guess what? If you're a buyer over that home, you probably want to know if that's going to be a, a thing. And it is a thing. So anyway, so really a good, um, uh, information for buyers that, that are doing that. So does, is there anything else that you guys want to, uh, to bring up or anything about the disclosure? Go ahead. Uh, thank you, Eric. I just wanted to bring up, you know, when, when a potential client, uh, uses one of us here at Hutchinson Realty, you know, it's, it's like I, I was saying earlier, it's better to disclose and not to disclose. And, you know, we're, we're, we're there, like their compass, I guess you can say we're their information and, you know, it's our job to, give them the most accurate and best information we possibly can. We obviously, we don't know everything, but you know, if we do know something, you know, here, we're going to definitely tell our, our, our clients, you know, um, the right information. So that's, uh, that's why I became a realtor. Cause I, I want to know, I want somebody to help me along the way. Cause this is the biggest purchase, um, you know, of many people's lives. And, you know, it's better for them to know stuff going in than not knowing them come back to us. Like, Hey, why don't you not tell us about this property? Or why don't you not tell us, you know, that this, uh, this foundation was an issue. So it's better to, to tell than not to tell. Absolutely. Thanks, Cole. Sandy, you got anything else? 
All right. Well, hey, guys, thank you so much for listening today. Hey, if you are listening and you think that you're ready to sell your home or you're looking to buy a home, we've got 23 experienced agents here at Hutchinson Realty. We would all love to help you through your next real estate transaction. You can always reach out to us at info at hutchrealty.com. You can go to our website at hutchrealty.com where you can view every listing in Northwest Arkansas and get a free home evaluation. And you can see all 23 of our agents' profiles. If you want to put a picture to a voice to Sandy or to Cole, you can always go to our website and uh, look up their biography and it tells all about them. So anyway, uh, feel free to visit that. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, don't forget to leave us a positive review. Come back next week when we talk more about Northwest Arkansas real estate. See you next time.